Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. How can I do better with my words, with the things I say? I talked about on Sunday briefly, you know, sometimes you make fun of people maybe, or you, I have, just kind of not making fun of them hardcore, but laughing when, when a parent is dealing with a frustrated child and they're telling them, use your words right? Use your words. Use your words. But laugh if you want, but it's so true. Words are powerful. Got to learn to settle down and use your words for good and not for evil, right? Got to use positive words. It's very scriptural. Um, We're not going to show the reference tonight, but we've been hitting this reference hard. Proverbs 18.21 says what? Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Is that right? Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And it goes on to say in the New King James Version, whoever loves it will eat its fruit. Well, what does that mean? Well, if you love speaking words of life, you're going to eat the fruit of life. You sow that, you're going to reap a harvest of life. But you sow death, you receive a harvest of death with negative words. Now, we discussed this at at our Connect group last night. But I'm telling you, words are more powerful than we think. So many fights have been started by words. So many problems have been fixed by words. Promises made, promises broken, good or bad. Words, can, you can use them for good or for evil, but man, you can stir up trouble or you can fix trouble with words. Okay, So how can I do better? That's the question for us tonight. Wow, you're good. Yeah, death and life are in the power of the tongue. Thank you. How can I do better with my words? Number one tonight, real basic. I'm not going to go real long. How can I do better with my words? Make it a habit. Make, good, make speaking good and speaking right things a habit. Now, you may disagree with me tonight, but we're told by psychologists and um, sociologists that you can create a habit in 21 days. That's what we've all heard. But you're like, uh-huh, okay. Some of you are nodding going, I've done it. I've tried it. It works. And I think so. I changed the time recently that I get up in the morning steadily for a commitment I made. I've, I'm getting up a little earlier. It's about 30 to 45 minutes earlier. And I think, I'm not sure, I didn't, I didn't document it, but I think it took about three weeks for it to be a habit. Now, you guys know how it is because everybody's different. But when you wake up tired and you, you just know, like this morning, was it this morning? Yeah, I think it was this morning. I woke up and looked at it. And instead of 6.30, it said 6.29. I'm like, oh, man, it's a habit. Like, I really wasn't ready to get up, but the alarm's about to go off. So what am I going to, I'm going to lay here and try to fall asleep for one minute? No, there's a new habit going on, right? Or, or you're, it's 5 a.m. and you wake up at 4.59. Some of you do that, right, with your alarm. Some people, I've heard of this, that their mind wakes them up at the same time every morning because it's a habit. Maybe the alarm goes off at 5, and they wake up at 4.55. I don't know. Mom, maybe moms are that way. Maybe men in the oil field. I don't know. People are different. But how can I do better with my words? Well, you make it a habit. You do it every day. Practice it every day. I've talked about practice recently. Let's look at it from a different angle. How about a habit? Say, well, I'm going to practice it, but yeah, how about you practice it for 21 days or 28 days? Do it every day. All the time. As often as possible. Speak, speak, speak. Good stuff. 
Okay, now let's, you guys know I love surveys. How many of you actually like talking to someone? You like talking? Raise your hand. Others are like, uh, I, I'm fine without talking. So not everybody raise their hand. There's some introverts and you're like, I don't have to talk. I'll just listen. All right. Whether you're an introvert or an extrovert, you're a communicator or not, you've got to be careful what you say. You've got to learn to say the right things and be positive. Let's go to Joshua 1.8. It's been a while since I've quoted this verse. This, this is a verse I think that you could use in every sermon, on every podcast, every recording, every church service. Look at this. This book of the law, according to us, I mean, based upon what we know, we're going to take that as God's Word, the Bible, right? This book of the law, okay? You may not see all of the New Testament as the book of the law, but hey, it's the Word. It's God's inspired Word of the Holy Spirit. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. Now, what does that mean? It means it's always going to be in your mouth coming out constantly. That's what that means. That's an interesting way of saying it. It won't depart from your mouth. You won't just wake up one day and go, I'm not going to speak God's word anymore. I'm not going to speak positive anymore. It's done. It's already left my mouth. It departed. It's done. I'm not going to speak it anymore. No. The writer of this is actually saying, always let it flow, always let it flow from your mouth. This book of the law. Always quote scripture. And you don't have to be weird when you do it. You don't. Because you know some people freak out when you quote scripture. But... You know an easy way to do it is an easy way, and I love to do this just smoothly, just slip it in there. Talking to someone and a verse comes to mind, and you say, you say, yeah, you know, have you ever heard? Because if, you, if you're trying to be real wise with them and you don't want to mention that it's a Bible, I love mentioning that it's a Bible. And you may say, well, it's because you're a pastor. Yeah, people expect me to quote the Bible. But before I was a pastor, I would slip that in sometimes. And I'd go, yeah, you know, like the Bible says, you know, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Verses like that, that's the golden rule right there, right, that Jesus gave. You can sneak stuff in, I'm telling you, all the time. And you may say, I can't do that every day. That's fine, do it every other day. Do it once a week. Sneak stuff in, into conversations with people. Say, oh, you know, haven't you heard that saying? And you can just quote the Bible. Haven't you heard that? Can you imagine? Haven't you heard that saying, for God so loved the world, he gave us? <laughs> They're going to know that's the Bible, right? This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it or on it day and what? Night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way what? Prosperous. And then you will have good success. A large part of you prospering and having good success is speaking the right thing. Did you notice that? It all started with speaking. Crazy. It shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it. Oh, I like this. Let's go back to that. Meditate in it. Day and night. My understanding of meditate is that the Hebrew word actually means to murmur. Does anybody know what to murmur means? But in Spanish, it's what? Murmurar? You kind of just... Your grandma, maybe, when she's making tortillas? She's talking to herself? You ever, I, remember, I remember my grandma before she went to be with Jesus. She made the best tortillas. You may not agree with me. They weren't quite Mexican style because they were thicker. I don't know if they were Jewish, Spanish, Latin style. I don't know what they were, but her tortillas were special good. But I remember she'd be rolling out the tortillas, my grandma, and she'd be mumbling to herself. I mean, you know, who knows what she was saying. I told him, and you know, just mumbling, murmuring. 
I remember that example because my dad gave it when I was a kid and it lef- never left my mind. Did you know that your mind thinks in pictures? Your mind remembers pictures really well. So if you can link something to a picture in your mind or a memory, you can keep it there forever. And I know that to meditate on God's word now is to murmur, whisper it, think about it, whisper it a little bit. I do that all the time. I come to prayer in the morning, and I'll read out loud, but then during the day I'm saying, man, I am far from oppression, man. The, the enemy has nothing on me. They're the curse cannot come near me. Man, my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. And sometimes I'll just be driving around town, just mumbling while I listen to music, or I'll be listening. Yes, I actually listen to, right now I'm listening to the Bible on CD. <laughs> I inherited it. Long story from my uncle. He's with Jesus now. But I got the Bible on CD, and I'll be listening to something, and I'll pause it. And I'll repeat it or I'll go, I'll go, hmm, let me rewind that. And I love it. I can rewind on the steering wheel. That's to some of y'all, y'all been doing that for years. I've only been doing that about a year and three months. Rewind on the steering wheel. Man, that's great. So it's a CD and I'm like, oh, wait, I didn't get that. Or my mind will wander off and I'll go, wait, that was good. Let me rewind it. Let me listen to that again. Let me mumble that. Let me, let me think about that. Make it a habit. Do it every day. Mumble the word. Murmur the word. Speak it. Speak good stuff. So stay in the word. Read it. Hear it. Study it. Discuss it. Ask questions. Listen to teachings. Confess it. Let's go to Romans 10, 17. Also in the New King James Version. You know, New Living Translation is a great version, but sometimes the meaning to me is just not as clear as some of the older translations. Romans 10, 17 says, So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Words are powerful because some of you, some of you may be growing up, you heard good or bad things enough times that you started to believe it. We've all been there. We've all been there. You've heard something enough that you're like, ugh. I believe that, whether it's right or wrong. So the beauty of the word is we know it's truth. So believing the word comes by hearing and hearing. Faith is just believing God's word. Faith is saying, I believe that. Faith is going, you know what? No matter what, I just believe it. I'm just going to believe it. I'm going to choose to believe it, okay? So you confess the word. You stay in it. That's all part of making it a habit. That's how you can do better with with your words. Making it a habit. Stay in the word, okay? Make the word a habit. And then you can make speaking the word a habit. You can practice your words, all right? This is very unique and rare for us, but any questions? I know y'all aren't going to ask any questions, but here's a chance. Here's your chance. Going once, going twice. All right, just thought I'd throw you off a little bit. You, you could have asked a question. Any questions? Okay. Number two tonight. How can I do better with my words? This is so important, man. This is so important for habits, for words, for how you act, for how you're thinking, how you're feeling. Be around positive people. I don't know. There's this lie that we believe sometimes. I don't know if it's anybody in here, but there's a lie that people believe sometimes. That says, I have to be around them all the time because they're family, because they're my cousin, because they're my uncle. Because no, you don't. No, you don't. I love all my family, both sides. On one side of the family, my mom's side of the family is the Treadwells, white folk, good old white folk, Treadwell. On the Spanish side of the family is Senna, 
and I love them all. I love them all. I've always loved my heritage that I was mixed, and people would say something, make a smart comment about white folks, and I'd say, hey, man, my mom's white, and I'd mess with them. They'd make a comment about Hispanics, so I'd say, hey, man, I'm Hispanic. Come on, man. Or I'd tell people sometimes, hey, man, you know I'm white. And they're like, no, you're not. I didn't know. I'm sorry. You know, they're making a white joke or something. I always loved my heritage that it was mixed. But just because I'm related to folks doesn't mean I have to hang out with them all the time. you got to have boundaries. You've got to have boundaries or you'll start thinking like they think. And you, you guys, come on. Let's be real right now. Let's be real. Some of y'all's families are crazy. Some of y'all's family members are kind of, you're like, man. And everybody has some crazy folks in their family. They do. You're like, you should meet my so-and-so, man. They're, they're crazy, man. I don't know. They don't act right or they talk crazy or they cuss or they drink and they do this or that, whatever. You say, man, there's some people in my family you don't even want to hang. Hey, everybody's got some folks in their family tree, right? <laughs> That's okay. But I'm telling you tonight, I don't know who this is for, don't buy into the lie that just because they're your relatives, you have to be around them all the time. Now, sometimes you got to go be around them for holidays, and that's great. Treat them with respect. Treat them with kindness. And you're like, yeah, but they, they make fun of me because I come to church, or they, they keep offering me alcohol, or they're, they're disrespectful. Hey, love people. Go be around them a little bit and say, love you guys. God bless y'all. Bye. Learned it from both of my parents. They love their families. But there were seasons where they just weren't around them all the time. Okay? And I love both sides of the family. I do. A lot of them have passed on now and gone to heaven, especially on my mom's side of the family. But my, my dad still has, uh, gosh, my dad still has eight brothers and sisters. And I love them. And I love it when they call me mijo. I don't know why. I just feel so just part of it. I just love it, man. And I, I just, it, Funny story. You guys see me, right? I'm, I'm barely, my shoulders and everything, I'm just a medium, okay? I wear medium clothes. I'm just barely medium in height in America even. I'm not a big guy and I'm slim, but on the center side of the family, they're like, golly, Mijo, you are so tall. Because my dad's sisters are like that. My grandma used to fit under my arm. They're like, golly, Mijo, you're so... So imagine me and my wife walking into family reunions and stuff, and she's a girl, and my wife's 5'10", so they're going, that's all they can talk about. Golly, y'all are... Oh, my gosh, Jennifer, you're tall, you know. <laughs> but here's my point tonight. Be around positive people. Be around positive people. Let's go to Proverbs 13.20. I'm not going to go much longer tonight, okay? I'm, not, I'm just not. But I don't know how long that's going to be. Preachers always say that, and then they end up going longer. So Proverbs 13, 20. My dad growing up always said, I'm not going to be very long. I was like, it felt long, Dad. <laughs> Walk with the wise and become wise. Associate with fools and get into trouble. What is it? Mika, what does it say in the King James Version, that same verse? I think it says, is it the one that companion of fools will suffer harm? Let's look at that one. I know I put you on the spot. I didn't have King James. You're doing great. You are, are great at the screens. No rush. You got to be careful who you're around. Oh, wow. New King James Version says the companion of fools will be destroyed. Who, what is a fool? Does anybody know what a fool is? 
This is a good pop quiz. What's a fool, according to Scripture? A fool is someone who, you can learn what a fool is through Proverbs. You know, Proverbs, it says, a fool does this, a fool does that. A fool does not listen to instruction. A fool does not fear God. A fool is only motivated by the pain they feel, according to the book of Proverbs. There's lots of, you could, there's a whole list of what a foolish person is. And we don't go around using that word because, I don't know, I remember back in the day, it was in the 90s, maybe they still do it. I'm, you know, I'm just off the streets, I guess. But uh, back in the 90s when I was in high school, people would talk to each other and they used it as a term of endearment. Do y'all remember that? Oh, what's up, fool? I was always like, that's so stupid. I never did that to anybody. I'm like, I read my Bible. I'd already read through my Bible when I was 15, 16, 17. I was like, the Bible talks and says that fools, that, that's not good. And they're like, hey, fool. So that's not a good word. A, foolish, a fool is a foolish person. Why? Because they're only moved by pain. They don't listen to God's word. They don't fear God. They don't care about what's happening to other people. They don't care about how their actions affect other people. So you don't want to be around foolish people. I know over the years, back in the day, my mom sometimes would go. There was two different, different ways that she would frame this. Sometimes she would say, who have you been hanging around? Who have you been around? Well, what do you mean? And it was funny because when she asked, I always knew really right away. Right? Everybody's that way. You knew right away. You're like. I knew I should have been around him or her. I knew it. My mom would go, who have you been hanging around? You're talking differently. You pick that up. That's not you. Or she would say, hey, I've been seeing you with so-and-so. I don't want to see you hanging out with them. They're not a good influence. Because many times we're, we're around people and they affect us. We, we may be affecting them too, but you got to remember, man, sometimes there's some people... You may affect them a little, but they don't want to seek God, so you can't change them. Only God can change them. And they start to affect you for the negative, and you're not affecting them for the positive. It's a lot harder. It's a lot harder. Look at this example. I can get someone who weighs a lot less than me. Get someone who weighs about 120 pounds. But it's really hard for me to drag them and pull them up here with me. Right? It's a lot easier for them to pull me off balance and pull, the, pull me down to them. You've, maybe you've heard of that example before. But you've got to be careful who you're around. Be around positive people that speak positive, okay? It'll change your whole, whole outlook, I promise. And number three tonight, reject negative thoughts. I'm going to go ahead and add to that, reject negative words. Reject them. Somebody, somebody wise told me years ago, said, man, Sometimes things cross your mind during the day. Don't feel bad. It was a temptation. You can change the channel, right? You guys ever been changing channels on cable? And you're like, oh, I don't want to see that. You just change the channel. Sometimes you don't know what to do. You just press power on the TV. <laughs> I've done that before. I was like, my wife's like, what'd you do? I was like, I, I just pressed power. I didn't know. I couldn't get to the channel changer quick enough. That was not good, right? So, you, sometimes you can't stop thoughts from coming into your mind, but you can change the channel just like that. So don't dwell on junk. Reject negative thoughts, negative words. These are common, okay? According to the word, hey, man, these, 
these are common, man. You're going to have stuff that assaults your mind. One scripture says, resist the devil and he will flee. Resist the enemy and his thoughts. And after a while, he's like, it's not working here. I'm out. Resist those thoughts, okay? So we've got to learn to recognize truth and control what we think and say. Let's go to Matthew 15, 11. It's not what goes into your mouth that defiles you. It's not. I mean, you, you may be eating, maybe like that girl several years ago. She was 20 years of age, and all she had ever eaten, as long as she could remember, was chicken nuggets. No kidding. It was a true story. Look, look it up on the Internet. See if you can find it. It was about six years ago I ran across this story. All she'd been eating was chicken nuggets, and they found out there was a problem with her body because it was, everything was shutting down. No vegetables, just chicken nuggets. I don't know the whole story, but that's weird, right? But it may have been affecting her organs and stuff and hurting her, but eating chicken nuggets wasn't going to send her to hell, right? Does everybody agree with me? Giovanna agrees. <laughs> wasn't, I mean, just because, hey, it wasn't healthy, it wasn't wise, it was dumb, and I don't know the whole story, but... Just eating chicken nuggets, it's not going to make her be in a bad place with God, right? It's not going to ruin her relationship with God. It didn't corrupt her. It was corrupting her organs, but it didn't corrupt her spiritual walk. But you are defiled by the words that come out of your mouth. Hmm. You are defiled. We're made unclean many times. We're made to be in a bad position with people, with God, by the things that come out of our mouths. That's interesting, huh? Hmm. You really get in a bad situation with someone by talking trash, talking bad. I remember we had the, we had the basketball league years ago. Barry, I think Barry won the majority of the championships, him and his team. Were you the orange team every time? Man, I loved y'all, but I, I didn't like y'all. But they would just always win. I was never on a really winning team. But we were the green team. It was years ago. I think 2007, 2008, maybe into 2009. But I remember back in the day, and Barry would help us to police the area as one of the leaders there. And I remember telling people, you know, because they'd slip. They'd mess up. Dudes that just showed up, and here we were on church property, and they'd be playing basketball, and they'd say a cuss word. I remember a dude on my team, he said, he said a cuss word. He missed a shot or something, and he screamed it. And I said, hey. Last warning, and the dude was about three times my weight. He was well over 300 pounds, well over six foot, big old dude. He said a cuss I said, that's it. And it was funny. He acted like a three-year-old after that. He was all like moping, and he went and sat down. And I was like, hey, that's the rule. Words have power, don't they? The word he said had power because it was negative. I didn't want that junk on the property here, number one. And number two, my little words coming from this. At the time, what did I weigh? 160 pounds? He was at least double my weight, little bitty dude. But my words had power. I said, hey, no more. I ran into him after that. He didn't want to even look at me in town. I was like, because I called you out for cussing on church property. Your words have power, okay? Your words have power, so you got to reject negative words. you got to say, no, I'm not going to do that. Reject negative thoughts, okay? Reject those things, man. Don't, don't even dwell on it and say, man, that's negative. Let me just think about that. What if this happens? What I'm going to just relive that. No, don't do it. Don't stay there. If you know it's wrong, get away from it. Put it away. 
Okay? Put it away. So how can I do better with my words? Number one, make it a habit. Number two, be around positive people. And number three, reject negative thoughts. Let's pray.